I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 207 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it's time for another Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Joining me today is recently retired Navy SEAL Dan Luna. Dan is a combat veteran who spent time with the best of the best over at DevGrew. It is such an honor to have him here with me today, so please stick around for the interview. And what an awesome way it is to kick off Memorial Day weekend here, which is the unofficial start of summer. It is also a time for us as Americans to reflect and remember all of the men and women who have made the ultimate sacrifice to make sure that we may continue to enjoy all the benefits of living in a free country, which does not come without a serious price that has to be paid in blood by our nation's heroes, which are far too often overlooked by a society which has so much to be thankful for. In fact, some of the biggest problems in our country at the moment are how bad the season finale of Game of Thrones and the whole season and eight was. Of course, this is only a problem that can occur and be felt in a first world nation such as ours. So as I enjoy a day off of work and my kids are home from school on Monday, we will be sure to pray for all of the families who can no longer be together due to a loved one who died fighting our nation's enemies. And one of those brave Americans was United States Navy SEAL Adam Brown, who died in action on March 17, 2010. I will have the extreme honor of being joined right here on the podcast by Adam's father, Larry, for a very special Memorial Day episode on Monday. Larry Brown is himself a Vietnam veteran whose father was a World War II veteran. So the Brown family knows all too well the real price of freedom. So please make sure you take a minute on Monday to listen to our conversation about fatherhood, family, faith, freedom, and more. Also next week will be another Frogman Friday, so make sure you are following me over on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out which Navy SEAL will be joining me here for that, as well as all the other dads who will be on the podcast next week as I hit you guys with another five banger. And please, make sure you are sharing this podcast with every father in your neighborhood and in your contact list. Let them know about the podcast that celebrates fatherhood and family life, fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to jump into the action right now with former Navy SEAL Dan Luna. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. You are going to hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to consider becoming a sponsor of First Class Fatherhood, please hit me up with an email, firstclassfatherhood at gmail.com. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is a former Navy SEAL with 20 years of honorable service in the military. He is a skilled public speaker, a leadership coach, and mentor to both military and civilian communities. He holds an executive master's degree in leadership from Georgetown University. It is a huge honor for me to say, Dan Luna, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Awesome. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. All right, here we go. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I have two kids. I have a son who's 14, and my daughter is nine. Awesome. What type of uh, sports or activities are they into? So my son's a wrestler. He actually has a uh, national championship in Virginia Beach that he's going to be headed to this weekend. And he he also likes airsoft, which I kind of tease him about, but it's fun. Um, And my daughter, she does horseback riding and judo. Wow, very cool. Now, do you get involved in there and coaching at all with the wrestling, or do you like to stand back more and enjoy it from the sideline? You know, I don't. And I'm actually, I'm, I learn a lot just from watching them. I've been more of a stand-up guy. Um, 
I'm lo- I have fallen in love with wrestling though. Just watching, just watching my son. I think it's a great sport. One, uh, one I wish I did. Yeah, I'm with you there, Dan. I didn't wrestle myself in high school, but my two older boys just got involved with it recently this year. So, I mean, I'm fascinated with the sport and trying to learn all the rules myself. Oh, that's awesome. All right, please, Dan, just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. So I recently just retired from the Navy, did 20 years, did 10 years at SEAL Team 1, did five years at a dev group, um, some kind of some other time spread throughout the Navy. And then I ended my time at the Naval Academy. So I taught and did screening and selection at the Naval Academy for all the midshipmen that wanted to go to BUDS and then retired. And now I'm in the corporate sector. Yeah, so cool. And thank you for your service, Dan. I can only imagine the experiences that you've had in your career. But how did the experience of becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? (laughs) It's funny prior to this podcast, I was talking to my wife about some of these things and, and it's one of those were, I don't think it did. I was so, I was so into work and I was so focused on work that it was, um, you know, and I'm not going to try and pretend to be something that I wasn't, but the, being a dad, a real dad, has taken me a long time to really work on and improve upon. And I really felt that until I got to the Naval Academy, I didn't really, I didn't really focus on it. It was a side thing, you know. I was so I was so focused on on work and uh, being an operator and the best operator that I could be. Um, you know, I really put my my family on the sidelines and. Um, that was one of the reasons why I, I transferred to the Naval Academy. Some other things had happened. I got hurt overseas, and it was just time for me to, to step off and focus on my family. Yeah, I often wonder myself how you guys manage all this stuff. I mean, having to be away from your loved ones for such an extensive period of time. Uh, did having kids have any effect on you being a SEAL, or was it more or less just business as usual for you? Uh, so my wife and I actually weren't together. So that changed, you know, that was a big change in my life. So I actually came from a, a single mom. So I knew, and I, I never knew my father. So I knew I wasn't going to be that for my son. I knew I was going to be there for him. I didn't know at that time what the support was going to look like. Um, but I definitely knew he wasn't just going to, be somebody I didn't know and I sent a paycheck to somebody. There was nothing like that. Um, I didn't want that. Um, so I didn't know what that was going to look like. And it, it's been a rough road. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like the, uh, if my wife was a lesser woman, (laughs) she would have left me a long time ago. And I, I told her that like 15 years of combat, you know, and being married to a seal, it's not, it's it's tough on the wives. It's tough on the family. Um, when we get home, it's not always, uh, you know, sunshine and rainbows. So it's been, for me, it was very transactional. It was very business-like. Um, a, lot of my, a lot of times I lived out of my toiletry bag. You know, I was just on the road a lot, very work-focused. Um, yeah, so it wasn't, 
it's probably not the ideal, you know, to sit here and say, yeah, I was this amazing guy. You know, it was really like I was I was focused on work and and it's taken me a long time to to really learn or to to try and change and be a better dad. And it's still something I I focus on and try and practice daily. Yeah, and what's interesting about that, Dan, is that you grew up without a father. And, I mean, speaking for myself, I mean, I know that a lot of dads, we draw from our own fathers and we incorporate a lot of their traits into our own parenting style. So uh, to not have a father figure to use as a base point or like a type of guideline has got to be difficult. And we are seeing a fatherless problem in our country right now, the results of which are really devastating. If you look at the stats, they are stacked up against kids that grow up without a father figure in the home. Yet I believe something like 60% of the SEAL community comes from a single-parent household, which is uh, pretty enlightening to see. Yeah, so you bring up a bunch of interesting points. Um, I guess the one that stood out to me was culturally. I think it's interesting because we put everything that the sun should be. If we're if we're just going to stick with sons for a moment, everything that the sun should be on the father. Um, so culturally, we're very independent, vice interdependent. So if you were to look at tribes or cultures overseas, they're more interdependent. So. I attribute a lot of how I learned how to be a man. Most of my adult life was in the SEAL teams. So just being around a male-dominant organization, uh, learning about masculinity, learning about manhood, um, and really learning what it is to be an adult, you know, to go in as a young man and to see – and I was blessed. I've had very strong mentors over my time in the SEAL teams, very blessed the mentors and the the men that have that have taken the time to be in my life uh, both in the military and out of the military so i really attribute a lot of my development to them and just learning learning that strength and building my foundation out um, helping me with character um, strength of character and then i am now through them able able to pass on a lot of that strength onto my son yeah, and I've read the book on Tribe, which was a great read. It covered a lot of this stuff very well. Um, now, obviously, 20 years with the Navy, most as a SEAL, I would go out on a limb here and say that you're a well-disciplined individual, but how are you when it comes to handling discipline as a father with your kids? <laughs> I'm a big softy. <laughs> I have to uh, – it's one of the one extreme or the other. Honestly, like I'm pretty – I think it's because I'm I'm newer and I'm trying to – when I say newer, it's newer as far as like trying to be real focused on being a better father. Um, so my wife, my wife's a rock star, to be honest with you. Like the kids are great. And I, I give so much of that to her. Um, and she does so much and she's very collaborative with me. Um, and we, we talk things out a lot of times we talk things out. Um, Every now and then we'll get we'll get outside and we'll do some burpees, you know, just to reinforce that talk. We do some burpees, and um, for the most part, for the most part, though, we sit down. We'll talk through things. Um, I think the taking of electronics, not seeing friends, you know, grounding, taking the iPhone. So some of that stuff's there, but I don't think anything crazy, anything uh, outside what other parents go through. 
Yeah, we use that Fortnite as a form of currency around here. I mean, our kids will do just about anything to get a 10-minute battle royale in on that thing. But um, how about as far as watching TV shows with your kids, Dan? I mean, I recently had two of the actors who starred in Six. I have an interview coming up with one of the main guys that star in uh, SEAL Team on CBS. Do you watch any of those shows about the SEALs? Uh, do your kids watch them, and do you have any thoughts on them? I don't. I, and to be honest with you, I, I don't have an opinion about it. I just It's not even on my radar. Um, we will watch shows together. We'll watch, um, so I'll look at it as either like teachable moment moments or training opportunities. So if we're watching something, a lot of times I'll either pause it or I'll talk through the attribute that's going on, you know, so that's both with my son and daughter. I don't watch a lot of TV, um, but if we're watching TV or a movie, and one of the characters displays either an attribute, character attribute that's honorable, you know, that I'm like, oh, man, that was that was brave. I'll acknowledge it, so I'll call it out. So I'll recognize it, I'll call it out, and then I'll ask them, hey, is that something that you think was honorable? And so, of course, a lot of times they're like, oh, yeah. So just I try and use those things, not just with TV or movies, but things – you know, whether that's kind of going back to the discipline question, um, a lot of times I'll just try and tease something out and um, and recognize it, put a name to it, recognize it, and say, hey, is this the way you want to move forward? And you mentioned tribe, Sebastian Younger. So within our culture, we don't necessarily have that. What I do have, though, is a lot of uncles, Right. So that's that's that extended family or extended tribe. So a lot of times if there is disciplinary action, I'll bring them into it, even though they're not physically located. I was like, hey, do you think Uncle Tom or Uncle so-and-so would appreciate those actions? So it's not just me standing there. It's like this invisible, you know, like this almost invisible tribe of uncles that he knows he has is standing there looking down on them and like, Hey, is that something that we honor in this group? Um, so we, we have a lot of powerful conversations. Yeah, that sounds interesting, Dan. And I'm curious. All right. It's time to get an important word from our sponsors. Then back with more with former Navy SEAL, Dan Luna. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to first class fatherhood. Let's go, dads. You heard me speaking recently about my daddy-daughter date to see Frozen on Broadway, and it was a night to remember. I bought my tickets on SeatGeek.com and used my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, and I saved $20 off my tickets, which I used to buy my daughter a souvenir at the show. Right now, baseball season is in full swing. Both NHL and NBA playoffs are heating up. And if you plan on bringing your kids to any live event, go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and plug in my promo code FIRSTCLASS. One word, FIRSTCLASS. And First Class Fatherhood listeners can save $20 off their tickets. It's a slam dunk deal, guys. Go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. what it's like for your son because I mean being a son myself at one point I know that we kind of always you know look up to or seek out the approval from our fathers I mean now my dad was a used car salesman but uh, he has a dad who was a Navy SEAL I mean that's a tall order to live up to have you ever gotten the sense that it's been a struggle for your son at all like does he feel um, that he's trying to always live up to certain expectations that you may have of him or or is it just a non-factor I agree I think there's some 
there's something like that in every son, you know, so even for me not knowing my dad, but having those strong mentors, I still feel that pull to not let them down, to, to show them, to prove something to that, you know, my worth, my value to, to the group. Um, what I have been able to do is be more inclusive over the past few years, you know, before my son really couldn't go with me on a base or, um, I'm big on the observer role. So even that saying, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, what does that mean? It's the, our sons or our children, as they grow up, they're seeing our actions. So for years, I was never around. And the little bit that I was around, those weren't necessarily actions that, you know, I wanted my son to take away from me. So now that I'm home more often, I've tried really to be more inclusive. My time at the Naval Academy, I actually think was one of my best times in the Navy. I think everything that I had done operationally was for my time at the Naval Academy to pour into the young men and women there. And so I was able to bring both my kids on campus. I would include my son. I co-taught a class, Code of the Warrior, and some other classes as well. So I would include him on those classes so he could be around the midshipmen and just see see these older, respectful uh, young men and young women and see how they act. So I, I use that observer role to strengthen him and develop his character. Same thing with wrestling and sports. So just a lot of character development um, over the years, more so now than before. Yeah, and being that you have brought him to the Naval Academy, Dan, and he's been exposed to the military, how would you feel, given what you know now, how would you feel about your kids joining the military? So I've talked to my son about that. So one thing, there's been a few things that I've promised him. I was like, hey, as your father, you know, you will definitely, I will give you, these will be my gifts to you. Um, and one was the a mindset of warrior. And I told him with that, you do not have to have the occupation of a soldier to have the mindset of a warrior. And a lot of people kind of confuse those two and assume one with the other, which isn't necessarily the case. What's tough is a lot of his friends are kids of other Navy SEALs. So what do they all want to do? You know, they all want to join the military and go do those things. So it's such a power, powerful influence, kind of going back to that tribal model, the power of the group. And so he sees that. So that's what he wants to do. And I've talked to him about it. I would love for him to go to college. I would love for him to go to the Naval Academy. Um, at the end of the day, I'll support, you know, I'll, I'll push him to a certain extent. And then at the end of the day, I'll just support him and what he wants to do and try and prepare him, you know, and I, we've already been in preparation to some extent, you know, for, for life, and for adulthood and for manhood and his way forward. So am I a fan of it? No, not particularly, but if that's what he wants to do, I'll support it. I actually think my daughter is more, she's more interested in going to the Naval Academy than my son is. Okay, that's awesome. And since we are here at Memorial Day weekend, uh, do you have any certain plans or traditions that you do with your family for Memorial Day? There's not. Um, this weekend, though, I, I mentioned that wrestling tournament, so he'll we'll be supporting him. He's doing pretty good wrestling this year. He's 140, 14 years old, so he'll be wrestling at a, a national tournament. So I'll be supporting him there. Um, 
the other thing too, I guess that I'll, that I'll share is, is I think so many times as parents, we try and drive our agenda, or our, our opinion and my undergrads in leadership, I have a master's in leadership and I'm looking at completed a leadership coaching certificate and kind of what I've learned through a lot of my academics is just partnering up. And it, that's something newer that I've, that I've implemented in my parenting. So even for this event, I was just like, Hey, what does winning look like to you? And just that question um, has really stirred a lot of, a lot of thought in his is winning being number one at this thing, or is it winning number of events or is it, you know, just working hard on each one or is it get pinned, but just really taking the time to partner up um, with him and see and hear his thoughts and what's adding value to him or what's not adding value. So that's been something new that I've added in my parenting that I've, that I've seen a lot of positive, um, positive change from. Yeah, that's some powerful stuff right there, Dan. And I mean, the ability to actually pay attention to your thoughts and realize just how powerful thoughts really are is something that has led me to study more philosophy and kind of change my thinking myself. So to start doing that at 14, I mean, uh, that's a big advantage. Yeah, and it's really helped with, it's interesting if you look at communication, we think it's just the words that we say to others and and how clear whether we're, communicating directly or indirectly, but something that we do to, to others. And something that I've just been really working on is just being a powerful listener and being powerful questioner. So just asking good questions to dive deeper into them. So that's something that I've, I've put into practice, not just at home, but also at work. Um, and it's really improved <laughs> – really improved relationships both both here at home and at work yeah well said that's good stuff all right your navy seal career is now in the books what type of goals or plans do you have for yourself here for the future oh man (laughs) yes that question at uh such a great time so transition's been tough and that could probably be its own its own separate podcast just on the struggles of transition um right now i've been i've been very blessed um, I retired. I started working for this company right away. It's actually up in Boston. I live in, I still live in Maryland. Um, been very blessed. They've taken me on, uh, learning a lot about business and it's just, it's service. It's strength and service. So two, two principles that I've always valued in the military. And now I'm still showing up with those, those values. They're just in a different space. Um, and it's a great space for me to learn and to continue transition. As far as if that's where I'm going to stay, I'm not sure. Um, I think I mentioned to you earlier, I just I published a, a short chapter in a book, Military Virtues on Disciplining Violence. And I work with groups, you know, Secret Service, FBI, some SWAT teams on trying to, if there's PTSD, post-traumatic, you know, what is, what does something look like pre-traumatic and what can we do to, to strengthen both our heart and our mind, you know, prior to stressful events. So I'm considering going deeper into education, potentially looking at a PhD or doctorate and uh, continuing some research. But honestly, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm figuring all that out. 
Well, no matter what you do or where you go, I'm sure you're going to be very successful. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Dan, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? So some of the best advice, so just keep it simple. Um, eight and under, just love them. That's it. Just love. Lots of love. Between eight and 14, that's that key. So this is, as an academic mentor of mine put it, a 3,000-year-old mind. So to look back throughout all of time. So that eight and under, just love them. That eight to 14, that's really that key, that key character development as far as, and that's, and you look at it and it's through sports, you know, through a long time, you look at warrior cultures and that's when they started some sort of apprenticeship, you know, or they would move to something else and start watching the men, kind of the role of the man or the role of the woman, you know, not to get into anything gender wise, but just, to develop certain character attributes. Um, and for us in our culture, it's sports, you know, so to have kids in sports is, is such a great tool for, for who they're going to be later on in life. And not all that we put so much currency in just winning, but to sit there and look at it and to spread the currency out across the board. And for my daughter, conversations that we have with her and judo is it's not about winning it's just about her stepping on the mat and competing and and we recognize that and i tell her i was like hey alexandra what's a win look like and she's like i know it's just stepping on the mat i was like well just you stepping on the mat is showing what courage you know is showing strength so we so we really or i really focus on teasing those things out so it's not just all all the currency is just in winning or losing. My son's 14, and about a year ago, we just started having the conversation about winning and losing. Up until that point, it was just about character attributes, emotional control, respect, bravery, loyalty, self-sacrifice. So just to look at sports in a little bit wider lens and to tease and squeeze out as much as you can from it. Well said. I love the message. Uh, this has been a big honor for me. I got to say, Dan Luna, you are a first-class father. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Awesome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. All right. I'm back with some closing thoughts in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Dan Luna for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it in for Monday, Memorial Day. I got a very special guest joining me on the podcast here. Larry Brown, the first class father of fallen Navy SEAL Adam Brown, joins me right here on the show. I hope you'll tune in for it. I hope you enjoy your weekend with your family out there, barbecue, go to the beach, whatever you got going on. Let's keep in our thoughts and our prayers all the families who have lost loved ones, who have died fighting our nation's enemies and given us this beautiful freedom that we enjoy each and every day. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. <laughs>